0: Welcome to the inaugural episode of LTC TV and podcast. We actually just came up with that name about five minutes ago, maybe. Yeah, probably about Maybe at most. Probably five. Yeah. Uh, So for those that don't know me, I'm Bob Thompson. I'm CEO and founder of Legion Transformation Center, and I am here with the amazing Chaz Molesky. What's up, everybody? So I hope you're having a fantastic day. We're extremely excited to be doing this. This is the first ever episode of this. Ever, and we're new, newbies. We are newbies. Uh, but the great thing for you is that we have a tendency to talk. Uh, so you will be getting a ton of value out of that, which is actually the reason that we're doing this. Um, you know, through kind of it evolved in from the, the lives you were doing in our, our private groups yeah. to then when we did the webinar to just the feedback that we've received from everybody. So the reason that we actually decided to sit here to record this for you uh, is to help you whether you're a member of Legion, whether you're one of our challengers uh, or somebody who is near one of our locations or not even close to us. is just to get value. Cause I, I guess you'd say that, like the overall reason we do this is because of the, the request for it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, so it's going to go into really the scope of the things that you're not going to get in a gym. Um, so we, there is going to be fitness elements to it. Of course, this is a fitness podcast, but it it's going to be so much more than that. And in saying that, This was born out of a request for information. So the reason the podcast is even happening is because we had an overwhelming response of people asking questions that pertain to outside life or things that they weren't getting in the gym or questions they might have had about just how do I do this stuff in the 23 hours that I'm not with you guys? How do I actually twist and turn and change my life in ways that you guys maybe can't help me with on hand or in person? but still have something about that. So the whole goal of the podcast is to answer your questions before you even have
0: them. That's it, that's exactly it. Uh, And we can't wait to dive in today. I do wanna give you a little heads up and a little warning. This is a fitness podcast, like Chaz said, but we're not just going to be talking about fitness. Because I think with you saying that, that's the 23 hours in the day that's actually important. Getting the 45 minute workout in, or the hour workout in, that's huge. But it's what happens outside of the gym, which is the most important. And it's not just nutrition, it's not just exercise, it's everything else. Um, And that's what we're really gonna be covering throughout this entire time and from every episode moving forward. Um, And you'll be hearing me squeak, and you might actually even hear some barking because I actually have at my feet my dogs right now. Uh, So just a little forewarning there. With that, I wanna go into uh, today's topics and we're gonna be covering three Big things, and we were like, "What can we do to really kick this off to give people a ton of value?" So we looked at the three kind of most requested topics that we've been getting
1: probably over the past six months. and yeah. the most recurring themes and topics and questions people
0: have had and have wanted answered. Yet. Yeah. So we figured, why not cover it today? That's right. Uh, and with those, those three things are staying committed. You know how to stay committed. Uh, we all know how difficult that is. Getting back on track with your diet after repeatedly cheating. And considering this just is coming right after Labor Day weekend, I think that's a pretty good time. Um, and then finally as well, sticking to a diet that works for you. Because you can do anything for a week or four weeks or six weeks, but if it's not long term, it doesn't matter. So um, with that, let's go, let's kick it off. Um, and, and let's go on right write about talking about staying committed. Cool. Because I think, I mean just that word commitment is difficult enough as it is. Oh, well, I, I mean think about just showing up to the gym, like getting into your car
1: is the commitment that you got to make to even get there. So for a lot of people, just commitment in general is a scary thing because like, there's no, there's no room for getting out of it, right? Once you're in it, you're in it. So it's, it's that level of commitment that maybe people don't understand is probably the most important part of fitness and nutrition, pretty much everything like commitment kind of surpasses everything else in your success or failure.
0: Yeah. I mean, if you're not committed, then it doesn't matter. Right. And I think actually that's the hardest part of with commitment. It's not saying, you know, going to the gym is nice, eating, right? Or, you know, you know, sleeping or anything like that, taking the supplements you need to take. It's doing something for yourself. So it's making the commitment has to be made for yourself. So to stay committed, it has to be number one done for you. And you, and that can be one of the hardest thing for people. I mean, a lot of people we see that, that come through Legion, I mean, their parents, their moms, their dads. So their number one priority has been somebody, not them for so long, which is one of the reasons they got thrown off. So saying, Hey, I'm going to do something for me is really hard and and unnatural for a lot of people. Um, especially when every day there's going to be something that's going to derail them. And if, it, it, it's easy to get derailed. It's easy to get thrown off. I mean, there's, I mean, just, I have ADD like crazy, so it's super easy for me to get distracted, as you probably have noticed, <laughs> just this morning alone, right. um, but it, it, there's going to be something to test us all the time, and how do we stay on track when, when that's, when, when we're getting thrown with something with work, with something with, you know, if you have kids with your kids' lives, with driving by the new Popeye's chicken sandwich and wanting to try that stuff. You know, staying committed, but I think the number one thing is having to just to to do it for yourself. You know, and that's I think what scares a lot of people. Absolutely,
1: I think too with with that, you know, and the the distraction piece a lot of people start to value certain distractions over other ones mm-hmm. so it becomes like a whenever that next distraction pops up that becomes the most important thing or that becomes the priority at the moment Yeah. and then that's enough you know depending like think how long you can get lost scrolling in your phone on like Instagram or Facebook or something like that like oh i know too easily well. 15 yeah. 20 minutes can go by and then you realize like now you're late for something else or now you have to rush to do something whatever like there's so many opportunities for us to get distracted nowadays that i think It's actually forcing us to be either committed or not because we have to put so much energy into commitment because there are so many distractions or because there's so many opportunities for us to fall off track in that.
0: So So within all those opportunities, how does one stay on track? How does one stay committed?
1: Well, I think in that, I mean, it all comes back to why you're doing it in the first place, but the commitment piece from it You have to commit to something much greater than the moment Mm -hmm. and I think that's the part that everybody gets knocked off with because it's, you know, when you, especially when you're working out or you start working out or something like that, everybody wants to see the results, right? Like why else would you do it if you're not going to see the results? But as we know, and as probably most of you listening or some of you listening know this, you will not see the results after your first workout. You want something out of your second workout. So it's the commitment to the long run and to, to the actual length of it that most people miss out on. And that's why we give up earlier. That's why we allow ourselves to be distracted so quickly because
0: on one hand, we have instant gratification. Well, in that's our, what everybody wants. That's the yeah, problem. Right. It's the instant gratification. Right. You know, and it, it, it's, it, we want it now, we, we don't want to wait, especially in today's society, like with Amazon. If I want something and, and you know, we have to get something for the franchise training next week, it's like, all right, cool, we can get it. We can order it now and get it tomorrow. You can go pick it up later today at some places. So we're so conditioned and used to that. Whereas I know when I started working out, I understood that it's a long process. Obviously I wanted to change it super fast, but I understood that it was a long process and I had made that commitment to, to make the transformation. So actually I think kind of going back to that, to talking about staying committed, I think it is important for everybody to kind of know our story uh, originally. You know, because I know your story and my story of how we got into fitness are actually really different. Um, But clearly, it's led to the same thing. Because I've been working out now of some nature for 16 years. Um, Yeah, 16 or 17 years or something like that. And the reason I started was when I looked in the mirror. Well, actually, the real reason is, you know, I got dumped. And I assumed that it was because of the way that I looked. Yeah. (laughs) I assumed it was like, well, it's because uh, back then I was 115 pounds. So come in. I was like, I'm a super skinny kid. So that's the only reason that it happened. Not every other real reason that it was, <laughs> probably because I was a crummy boyfriend. <laughs> um, and, you know, all of the real reasons. And that I was 16 years old. Yeah. But I figured, hey, if I start working out and I get jacked, then I'm obviously going to be able to, to win her back. So I started working out. My goal for some reason in my head was I wanted to be 220 pounds. So I was committed to getting to 220 pounds because if I got to 220 pounds or if I gained weight, which I, by the way I thought it was going to happen, like that, that was in the a summer beefy jump. That's a, you said 115 <laughs> yeah. pounds. I was 150. You wanted yeah. A
1: 105. Yeah, and I wanted jump. it like tomorrow. Right. I wanted yeah. Exactly. It, but yeah. this was
0: the start of summer, and like back then I was completely different. Like I, the first ever workout I ever did was in my parents' basement, smoking a cigarette at the same time, <laughs> and it lasted about 50 minutes. So just so everybody know, where you get started from is, everybody has their own story, like I literally was, I think, I want to gain 100 pounds in the summer, so I come back looking like Arnold, you know, from there, and in order to do it, I didn't know anything about nutrition, didn't know anything about working out, I think I Googled some stuff and was smoking a cigarette the entire time <laughs> I worked out in the basement, uh, and I did that. I smoked the cigarette every workout for the entire summer. Ooh. But I was committed. I mean, obviously, I was doing everything wrong. But I was committed into making that change because deep down, I wanted to make that change for me. So in order for me to, to stay committed, I had to do it for me. I had to realize that it was for me. Um, and I had to have a strong reason. So really, I had my why, as we always ask people, was like I wasn't happy with myself. You know, it was I said I wanted to, you know, get this, this girl back that dumped me. But ultimately, it's because I didn't like the way I was looking in the mirror, which is what kept me going. And I was willing to do whatever it took in order to accomplish that and go in. And that meant learning everything and digging deep. Um, but that's kind of how I got started. But I understood from early, I guess, which is... I think get, I get pretty obsessive about things when I want to when I want to learn something new or I want to do something. I get really obsessive, obsessive. And I go all in and I want to learn everything about it. And I know that's not how a lot of people are. But that was like... I was committed to making that change in myself. And I was gonna do whatever it took, however long it took in order to accomplish that. And then fast forward till now, um, because some of the stuff we we are gonna talk about is is dealing with the inconsistencies and stuff of that nature, which happens to all of us. Um, But I just knew that change from early on. It was that important to me, which is the reason that no matter what was going on, I was going to stick with it. Um, but so tell, tell everybody how you kind of got started in fitness. It's a little bit different. Yeah. And no, so it's, it's actually kind
1: of like the complete opposite. So I was 10 years old and I had a doctor appointment and cause I wanted to play football. So I was a, I was a very chubby kid. Um, really knew nothing about anything in terms of health, fitness, nutrition, anything like that. And, uh, you know, I came from the mom makes dessert every day and yeah, it was, it it was delicious. Trust me. And that's where I I got to my point. (laughs) That's how I got to where I was. Uh, but you know, I, I wanted to play football for my school. So in order to play football, I had to go get a physical and be in there. So when you get your physical, they take your blood, they get your weight, they get your height, they do all that type of stuff. So I got my blood pressure taken and the doctor pulled me and my mom aside as, as he was going over the notes and everything. And he started talking to me in the nice bedside manner way that doctors talk to people and basically told me that if I don't do something to lower my weight and lower my blood pressure because I have high blood pressure as a 10-year-old, which is terrible if you know what that's like, he um, said, if you, you know, if you don't do anything to this. It can lead to all these health risks down the line. You know, there's shorter life expectancies, all like all this stuff to terrify a 10-year-old, right? So for me, it was actually in that moment. I remember the moment of hearing it. It's like I can like recall it. Instantly, you know in my head of that actual moment of seeing seeing the look on the doctor's face my mom and then just him talking to me uh, Which was enough for me to realize that like change had to happen. So it was July. I remember this It was July and it was like the heat index was over a hundred degrees. I forget what it was the only thing I knew about Exercising because I saw it in magazines or on TV or whatever was that like skinny people ran right? So me like I didn't want to get big. I wanted to get little right. I wanted to get smaller so I thought running was the way that you do it. So I remember. And then I also saw that like this was kind of coming out of the time of uh, wearing the, the garbage bags. You know, when oh you like, God, like sweat yeah. out the garbage bags or whatever. So, you still do that. I oh, know. I know. It's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. We'll get into that in another yeah. episode. <laughs> but um, so I put on a hoodie because I didn't have anything else. But I, I thought, you know, like you have to get hot and sweat out. Like I thought when you sweat, that means you're losing weight. So I put on the hoodie. I go for a run. I made it. I couldn't even tell you. I mean, it's definitely wasn't even a quarter mile. Like, I, I don't know how far I, I just dropped. It yeah. was so hot out, but I never went back after that. And to me, so like I've gone through every type of, you never went fitness. back to the old you, right? Correct. Yeah. yeah no, I, it, it was that moment, even in there, like I would have rather died on the pavement than have to like yeah. go through that doctor appointment again and feel that way or have that terrifying feeling. Cause I had a lot of anxiety as a kid too. So like have that terrifying feeling that I, you know, for me, it was like, I could die tomorrow. Yeah. You know, so for that with me, that shaped my fitness journey in the sense of, it wasn't always about being big or strong. It got to that. And of course, like once you get into high school and stuff, you know, you want to be that way. But for me, and I still go back to it, you know, I'll never let myself get to that point again because I remember what that was like. So the pain for me was so immediate in that moment. Like that's what drove my fitness. And I mean, I've done everything from, powerlifting to just general fitness to like running five K's and stuff like that. Like, right. like, uh, you know, I've, I've tried everything, but it's always come back to never wanting to be in that position yeah. again, where I had to have somebody else
0: dictate my health. Well, I think the big thing that, uh, kind of commonality that we have there is what well, we got started in order to stay committed. We got to a point where we needed to make a change because we absolutely were fed up. And I think that's a big thing. when We look at the people that come through the doors of Legion, the people that are successful, are the ones that are ready to make the change. And that's why we say like, hey, what's your why? Because in order to actually get a true commitment, it has to be a little bit something more than just something superficial, like I wanna lose a little weight. It's like, come on, you, got, you gotta you got dig deeper for that. So both of us had that point where we were ready to make a change. And then it, it got to the point where no matter what happened, we were not going back. Like I was the same way. I absolutely did not wanna be that skinny kid. There was absolutely no way that I wanted to be 115 pounds. And have like size small t-shirts be baggy on me. I was fed up with that. And I refused to go back to that point. Even through all the struggles. And I think staying committed, that's where it gets tough is the struggles. I embrace kind of the plateau as I embrace kind of hitting a, a wall. Because it challenges me. It makes me learn a little bit. It makes me dig deeper and figure out how to kind of come out of there. But that's where most people kind of, and maybe since I've been doing it so long now, that's where they struggle. And But also you and I both did powerlifting. You know, so that powerlifting kind of teaches you the, the grid of, you know, you're not getting the, at first you might get these big jumps. I mean, my first ever bench press in the basement, I don't even think it was 50 pounds. I actually remember when I was in the basement having to scream up to like my brother or my dad <laughs> or somebody because I had 60 pounds at one point, like trapped on my chest right. and I couldn't do anything. So having to do that fast forward, I think my best ever bench was like 390 you know, but that took years and years and years. And it took from getting like One extra rep, one extra pound, and struggling to to really push those things happen. To then even going in reverse because I was training wrong and improper. But that kind of goes to the next point of, you know, where you talk about kind of like playing the long game. And obviously, because I have such ADD, we have to stay on track so I to look at this. (laughs) Um, It it goes to tracking your progress throughout it, and I, I think that's the big thing. Is in order to stay committed, it's looking at what is the long term. So it's, Hey, I want to, it could be, I want to hit this big goal of, I want to, you know, run a 5k or or I want to gain a hundred pounds or I want to lose a hundred pounds. That's great. But that's, that can be so daunting to just say, Hey, I want to lose a hundred pounds or I want to gain a hundred pounds that you just don't even get started. So you have to break it down to those small victories. So you have to break it down to those process goals and look at it like, Hey, that's my goal over the next year or two years. What do I then have to do every single month leading up to that? And then chunk it down. Like, here's the quarter, you know, uh, first quarter. And this is what I'd have to do. So if a, if the first quarter to get those small victories, because like those victories are very powerful uh, on our brain yeah. and our mindset, yeah. and you know, way more about mindset than I do. But like getting that one little victory will then feed into the next day. So it could be as simple as in the beginning, you know, understanding the big plan, but creating things to give you wins. So it's like, cool. Like today I, I eat more protein today. I... I had, uh, you know, protein for breakfast as opposed to my 500 calorie Starbucks drink or something like that. So then the next day, so you have those little things that then create the actual change. Right. So, yeah, well, actually, you know,
1: what? I'm, I'm going to say something that's going to probably upset a couple of people, but I believe that in order to actually get committed in the first place to anything, you have to get humbled first. I think that's a, a, a big piece that people don't want to have to deal with. Because, well, what do you mean by humble? So basically like. For me and you, like when we started out, we had to come to the realization that like we weren't in control. Yeah. You know, we like we needed to make the change. It wasn't just you want to do it. It was like it has to happen. Yes. And I think with a lot of people, to actually get committed in the first place, if you always succeed, or if you're always doing well with something, there's really no motivation to do anything else. Mm-hmm. Like there's no there's no motivation to actually push yourself any yeah. harder than you would. I think you need to go through that initial pain of not, or even maybe not even initial, like maybe you've been doing it for a long time and you've been stuck at the same thing for so long. And then somebody finally says to you something like, you know, don't you work out every day? Why don't you look any different? Yeah. You know, like something like that, that just jabs you so hard that you're like, you know what, you're right. Like I've been slacking off or something. I think that getting humbled over and over and over again makes you a stronger person in all aspects of life, but especially from fitness, and it it kind of sparked when you brought up powerlifting, is that you get humbled every single day in powerlifting because it beats you up so hard, and you don't always succeed. I mean, most of the time you fail more than you succeed in powerlifting, but when you succeed, it's like monumental.
0: Yeah, Yeah. and And I think that goes like, and we're gonna cover obviously a lot of just fitness stuff, but that goes into everything. A lot of what I've learned from fitness has helped with business and everything of that nature too. And I think that's what you said is just people don't like, they need to get help, but they also don't realize how many times you have to fail in order to succeed. So like it, it just in I mean, it's a learning experience. So, all right, cool, I'm not, I, I, you know, in the beginning it's, I tried to, to lose 10 pounds and it didn't work or something like that. I needed to learn from those failures so I can then correct them. So I could look back at why didn't this work? How can I change it? But you have to really need to make that change. You know, so like going into business, I remember when I first opened up, I needed to be able to pay my rent. So I needed to figure out how to get some customers in the door, and I knew nothing about marketing or advertising, I think I was a trainer. So I was like, when I started, I was like, all right, uh, I got rent coming up, so I gotta figure out how I'm gonna be able to pay rent, and I'm gonna do whatever the hell it takes in order to make that happen, which then brings you down that rabbit hole of having to learn, but there's, I think that's what you said is knees and getting humbled, because when you, I remember when I opened the doors, like probably so many business owners, at least gym owners were like, I was like, why is everybody flocking here? And it's the same thing with fitness, it's like, well, I went to the gym, and I, I had fat-free milk this morning instead of whole milk. How come I'm not shredded already? You know why is this not happening? And it's taking kind of an introspective look at why I'm not, or or we're not really working hard enough, so to speak, or or having to get to the point where, like you said, like it just doesn't come easy. That's why a lot of people quit. Though it's got to get that grit. You know, if it was easy, you know, as as everybody be. Shred it and everybody would, you know, look fantastic and have healthy, you know, health and everything like that, which is, I think one of the reasons why we also start with, well, uh, with, with our challenges, which is generally we give people a specific goal in a specific amount of time. You know, we give them something hard and there's some sort of incentive there because a lot of people aren't ready yet. Um, but I also believe in that, and this kind of contradicts one thing that I just said like a couple minutes ago, getting the small victories, but I think there's small victories in there, but making micro changes. I didn't make a micro change, either did you when you got into fitness. Right. And for in order to stay committed, you have to change like everything. So when we do our, our challenges, and for those that aren't familiar, we, we have six-week challenges, 28-day challenges, 21-day challenges that get people uh, into Legion and get them started so we can get them like badass progress in a short period of time. So that we can like teach people that they're what they're truly capable of. But a lot of times it's so hard to get started. We have to have some sort of extrinsic reason to do it. So whether it be uh, you know money back or uh, money win or prizes and stuff like that, that's a reason to get us going. Because what we're what you have to do in order to make change is freaking hard. Like your body, your mind does not want to make change, so you have to do it. You know, you if you want to you know, have some sort of major goal, you can't just be like, well, I'm going to cut out bread and I'm going to walk a little bit. And then, you know, I'm going to be exactly the physique I want. It's like, no, you have to completely change the way you're eating most of the time. You have to start working out when you're not working out. Or if you're working out, you probably got to work out a little bit harder. So it has to be something that's super strong, which for a lot of people gets them to a point in the first week or the second week that just like breaks them. And then I don't know. I don't know anything about horses, but I guess it's kind of similar to breaking horses, right? Like once you do it, then it's like, all right, cool. Like now I'm ready. Now I can see like. Broke down, but boom, I saw this result that happened as a result of getting uncomfortable. And now I'm ready for the next step. But it's, it's always still having that long term goal in mind yeah. and never losing sight of it. And, and taking that long term goal that can kind of seem so difficult to achieve, like going from 115 to 220, you know, and then breaking it down in those bite sized chunks, like those quarterly chunks, so that you start getting those small victories, which then keeps you on track of So, what would you say then in that, in that case? Like, because as we
1: know, people get committed based on emotion, yeah. right? So like they oh, yeah. see it's like watching like Rocky or something like at the end of Rocky, you're all fired up. Everything sounds great. I used to two work days, out to the Rocky soundtrack. right? Like, yeah, yeah, like yeah.
0: Workouts, yeah. Yeah.
1: So like Rocky's awesome and you enjoy Rocky and everything. And then two days later, all that feeling's gone. Right. Yeah. So it's kind of the same with changing. So like, what would you, what would you say to somebody or how would you help somebody out? If let's say they're committed for the first three days, right? And then day four comes, And they're exhausted, they're tired, the body hurts, everything like that. Like, the moments where your commitment gets tested,
0: Yeah. how would you help somebody, like, continue on with that? Well, that's where you have to understand. That's where the victory happens. That's where, when you start getting to the point where you want to quit. Essentially, when you're at that point, that's where you want to quit. We always say, like, in our challenge. Like, day four, that's when the headaches kick in. Because your body's going through withdrawal of some nature. And I can kind of compare that to, like, smoking. Because, and... I I smoked for about 10 years. I smoked two to three packs a day at one point in time. And I had tried quitting because I knew I needed to quit. Like, I knew smoking was bad for me. So I would try quitting because, you know, people told me I had to or I knew that I should. But deep down at the time, I actually liked smoking. You know, even though it was terrible for me. By the way, now I me to preface that like, I hate smoking. (laughs) And I I don't know why the hell I smoked for so long. Well, I do know because it was what I was around. Um, But. You know, I tried quitting oftentimes, whether it be my parents telling me I had to or something like that, and it wouldn't last. I might cut back a little bit because I'd be like, I'll cut back on my cigarettes here and there and then do that. And then, then it got hard and I was, stress happened or whatever, so I just started smoking again. It wasn't until I was truly ready to, to quit that I quit within a week after smoking for 10 years. Um, and it got to the point where, yeah, there was points times where I wanted to have a cigarette. However, I knew that if I gave in, I'm going right back to where I was before and it's the same thing like when you start something and you're tested early on where you don't want to get out of bed and do that workout you don't want to eat that non fast food meal again or whatever that's where it's important because it's long term it you just have to wrap your head around the fact that it's what happens every single day it's that boring stuff it's that stuff you don't want to do that nobody else wants to do which is going to make the change and it feels really good to To overcome those things like we get stuck in that moment where we focus so much on the pain in the moment But we don't realize how really like when we wake up the next day We're like damn I actually did that workout when I didn't want to or I actually ate healthy and stuff like that and I didn't want to I actually was able to do that that victory becomes so powerful For the mindset that that feels better than anything you could eat or you know anything like that And then think back to the times that you quit in the past It would be another thing like I'd say hey when you're getting tested think back because most of the time when people do something, it's not the first time they've tried, you know, and I guess, you know, us would maybe a little bit different. Like we, once we were ready, we did it. Um, most people have tried and tried and tried. So think back to that time when you're ready to quit again to where you were ready to quit again. Like was that six months ago, a year ago, you know, where would you have been now if you stuck with it? And that's what you have to think about. And then what happened and then how did you feel as a result? So you got to bring in the emotion again, so you have to, like you said, it's emotional, do it. You got to bring back in that emotion. Like, how did I feel when I quit last time? And how am I going to feel when I actually succeed this time? Because that's going to be badass. Yeah. So that's what I would say. Nice. Anything to add to that? Yeah. No, I mean, I,
1: those, like, that's exactly I think that's the recipe to it is yeah. having that. But then also it, for your commitment, like, don't, don't lie to yourself. I think yeah. it's another thing is that. You know, there are people that lose 100 pounds in a year, but it's the same 10 pounds over and over and over again because they yeah. just gain it back and yeah. lose it. And, you know, like, so yeah. So to them, they get back on track, they lose weight, oh, everything's cool, yeah. and then they get right back to it. So, from the commitment piece, like, be brutally honest with yourself about yeah. what you want and when you want to get there and how you want to get there. And yeah. then, like, let that be your guiding force. Don't let your. Don't let it just daily progress or daily like emotions dictate where you're at. Like, commit to the to the actual process of doing it. I think yeah. is 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 huge to go. You know,
0: you gotta fall in love with the process, right? Yeah. You gotta trust it, and like, that's what, like you have to you have to enjoy that the the results that come from the hard work. And that's I, I think it's also a good time to kind of go into the next point. Oh, absolutely. we're talking yeah. about getting back on track. Yeah, because it's about the long game. So you, to, in order to to stay committed, you have to understand the long term. And it's the long game, but also understand that you will fall off at some point in time. So, we're both in powerlifting. Like, I like Dave Tate, I read a bunch of his stuff. He's great. Um, and he has he coined something that I have really used a lot, whether it be in business, in fitness, or anything like that. And he calls it like blast and dust cycles. And this is, I think, something that's really important. You know, if you're getting back on track, uh, you know, with your diet, if you've been cheating, you had a weekend like Labor Day weekend or anything like that or what happens for a lot of people when they really cons- they're really they really consistent and dedicated for six weeks or eight weeks or 12 weeks and then they, they fall off track and they don't ever get back. That's normal. So I think the first thing to do is understand that's normal but the blast and dust cycles say like, you can be all in and hard as possible but for a short period of time, but you can't do it forever. And that's also like training wise periodization kind of goes into, but like you have to give those times of mental back offs and anything like that. And in order for that to actually happen, to really get back on track after, Something you cheat or anything like that, or a bad weekend. Understand the long game, but you have to understand like that's that's normal. It's actually in order to have long term progress. You know, I, we have always said like the reason we do the six weeks and, and twenty days is because telling somebody to do something for the rest of their life is really hard. Oh yeah. Uh, Like you can't do that because they're not going to do it. They're like, screw that. I'm not doing that. Like, hey, you have to work out for the best. of your like, Yeah, I'm good. Thanks, bro. But if you say, hey, you do this for four weeks, we're going to do it. But then it does have to be like, well, listen, now that you know you did it for two weeks and you can do it, like this is something you have to do. But you also have to know there's going to be times you got to back off mentally and physically. Uh, So I think going from that and staying committed is playing the long game, but then to get back on track, um, you know, if you're, you're cheating or anything like that is you have to go back to why you started. What's that real reason? Like... What does it mean to you if you go back to where you were and maybe if it's not strong enough for yourself, who else is that going to impact as a result? I think it's really important to understand like, uh, you know, going back to smoking. Like I smoked because my parents smoked. That's what I was around. My dad had a sign that said, thank you for not breathing while I smoked. (laughs) You know, so that's what I was around the whole time. So you have to understand like maybe if you're not ready there emotionally or mentally to that, like who's watching what you're doing? Yeah. You know, that's a big thing for me a lot of times, like getting back on track after that, is understanding that, you know, here we're here on this platform, speaking to our members and our challengers and people that are going to be interested in Legion. But so at the same time, like when I don't want to work out, I go, well, who else is this going to affect? Yeah. I can't tell my team to live the fitness lifestyle if I'm not willing to do it, especially when I don't want to do it. I can't tell the members and the challenges of Legion to, hey, you got to work out and you got to eat right. If I'm not doing that, like I can't be a hypocrite. Yeah. So understanding the bigger picture, too, is really important, I think, to getting back on track, but also accepting the fact that it's okay to fall off. Right.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and also with getting back on track after having a cheat or cheating, or if you've been doing it for a while, like... Uh, the accountability piece is so understated in it in holding yourself accountable to what you want to do and everything. Because in a moment you can drop all your motivations to do what you want to do and give into an emotion, right? Like cause most overeating and everything is emotionally driven. Yeah. So it's very simple to do that because it's easy, right? That's the easy way out. Uh, But I heard this term from one of my first mentors uh, who was big in the nutrition space and everything like that. And he said, if you ever fall off track with your diet, the only thing that you need to focus on is the next bite that you take. Yeah, it's so good. And he said it because most people over exaggerate what they have to do, right? Mm -hmm. Like if you have a bad day of eating or something, most people think the next day they have to fast all day long to undo what they did, right? Or it's like punishing themselves for what they did. Uh, But it's the long term that actually matters. It's not the short term that gets Mm -hmm. you the results, right? The short term is actually where the problems are created. It's not created in the long term. So. With that, you know his me- his methodology of just focusing on the next bite is that you have the conscious decision now to choose what your next bite is. So if you continue to choose to cheat more and more and more, you're choosing that, right? That's your decision to do that. But you can also choose to get back on track with the healthy food. And then once you start doing that, you actually give yourself the power of choice, which a lot of people in these situations kind of give up. Yeah, right. They just like let the animal brain take over and just devour everything in sight. Oh yeah. They don't actually flex the choice muscle in that one.
0: Yeah. and yeah, I think that's uh, that's the big thing is understanding that there's tomorrow, there's next week. It's it's also again it's understanding the long game. That anything in life in order to be successful at it, fitness, relationships, any of that stuff, it's not necessarily always happen what happens in the moment. It's so easy. It's like, oh, you know, I, I ate bad. You know, I made I had ice cream. Cool. Like, get some good sleep. Eat a good meal the next meal, get your workout in the next day. You miss a workout one day, get a workout tomorrow. I used to really beat myself up over that. Just like I I was so dedicated early on that I don't think well, I didn't eat necessarily that great early on, but for the first probably two, three years of working out, that's all I that's all I focused on. That's all I considered. I never missed a workout. I never missed a meal. I ate every two hours on the dot. From the minute I woke up to the minute I went to bed, religiously without ever missing a meal. But I didn't always—I didn't eat nearly as healthy as I eat now. Like I didn't have the knowledge, so I just made sure I had protein in every meal and then some carbs. But the carbs could be like bread or whatever. And I know I still love cheese. <laughs> um, but doing that. But I, I, if I had a bat, so for me it wasn't necessarily then missing a workout. It'd be like I haven't a bad workout. Or I did eat bad or anything like that. I just said, cool. Whatever. I have so many meals and so many workouts to do that it's just get the next one. In. So I think that's such a big thing. But also understanding that like, there there's the next one is that understanding. Coming for us. Yeah. Coming for us. <laughs> um, understanding that like you're you're not just doing this for one week. And not just doing this for two weeks. You're doing this, yeah, as, as much as I hate to say it, like for the rest of your life. You know, and, it, and it's going to evolve over time. Like your goal, my goal is now. Are not the same as when I got started. They're not the same as five years ago, like when I was into powerlifting. Like I don't care about being strong anymore. I'm not chasing numbers whatsoever, um, you know. And I think that does evolve, especially when you're young at first. A lot of times, early on, for, and this could be younger in anybody's fitness journey, is like they're very motivated by what the scale is or what how they look in the mirror and stuff like that. Um, but then as you go through, you're like, well, there's so much more to this, you know. And it's embracing those things as you go on. So. I think in order to really kind of like, when you're falling off track, is understanding that like, what's the next thing? Why am I really doing this? Is going back to your why, Um, and and then understanding that, cool, I screw up one day, who cares? Like it's not gonna affect the long term, like at all, unless I don't get back on track, which everybody has that choice to get back on track, Mm -hmm. and that's the big thing. Yeah, absolutely.
1: So well, I think the the next point going into it, we're gonna we're gonna try to stay on track as much as we can. But no, we're not. We, no, we're not. <laughs> not.
0: We can try as much as we want. We can try. Happen. Yeah, we can
1: try. We're not gonna do it. Yeah. But you're all gonna get value. So yeah, just listen. <laughs> uh, no, but I think a, a huge point, and I actually used to fall victim to this all the time, and I still sometimes get that twinge in the back of my head, like, oh, maybe I should try that or whatever. Is do not use a fad diet or a gimmick yeah. to undo. Something that you should be teaching yourself for a long period of time, right? Yeah. So like I know a lot of people that will jump into doing like low-carb or keto after they have or They get back from vacation. Yeah, because right? it's a whole bunch of carbohydrates and carbs are the devil as it's said in the media yeah. Which is not true, you know, but it ends up being this thing where we think that oh Well this diet says like whole 30 or whatever promising yeah. you 30 days of eating this you look great You do all this stuff and everything but all that is, is like covering, it's, it's, it's covering a symptom, right? Yeah. So it's, it, you know, it'll put you in that, but it'll actually teach you worse habits. I think, yeah. you know, that if you do that, if that's, if that's your constant mode of like getting back on track is that you have to do something that essentially punishes you, Some extreme, yeah. you know, like it's so on the other end of the, the healthy spectrum that I, I, I think that's actually going to create worse results. Yeah. after a while because then it starts to mess with you mentally too.
0: Yeah. Well, I think I saw, I actually was reading something yesterday that said like if you're going to go, cause all those things are something super extreme. You're going to go super extreme in one direction that's not sustainable, which as a result of the rebound means you're going to go extremely extreme in the other direction. Right. And I think if you have to look at the similarities of all the programs that are out there, like don't fall, you know, for the, you know, I saw somebody the other day is like, I'm not having carbs for 10 days. I know they're not eating enough fats and protein to make up for it. So they're going to crash they're going to feel like crap and they're going to emotionally, mentally feel like crap and, and then go so far in the opposite direction at the end that it's going to do more harm than good. But I think that, I don't know much about the, the 30 day thing to be honest with you, but I do know it's based on real foods, yeah. whole foods, you know, and healthy foods, which is, I think important for everything. And I think that's what don't fall for the fads of, Hey, well this, and then and the big problems are jumping from one thing to another that are usually completely different. You're like, I'm going to go into this. I'm going to go into that. Um, and, and then I'm, then I'm going to go in this direction that's completely different. You know, when we know that all this stuff takes time. But look at really what are the similarities in them. Like what's the similarities in the South Beach diet and the Whole30 diet? And even like, you know, not really, I'm not really going keto um, or anything like that. But it's usually it's like lean proteins. It's healthy carbs, you know, and fruits and stuff like that. Like carbs are not the devil. Especially if you're working out of any nature, you know, unless you have some sort of issue. And, of course, obviously we can go down the rabbit hole of like your body fat, your insulin level. And right. hormonal issues will dictate a lot of it. But for the most part, you're gonna eat carbs. And and what I've seen at least is when people eliminate carbs or eliminate something, they never make up for it at the, end of the day, at the other side. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, like you it, it's it's a cal, it's a it's a there's a you know calorie balance and there's a hormonal balance. So they're both are gonna be very important for dictating long-term success. So you have to make sure that you know if you want to lose weight, you gotta be, you know, essentially eating less calories. Right. You want to gain weight, you gotta eat more calories. You don't want to eat too little and you don't want to eat too much in the opposite spectrum because not only will that not cause you long-term success and it's not going to be sustainable for you, but also it can then screw up the hormones, which then makes everything harder. But it's, it's being something that is, it's not a fat. It's like, oh, this sounds cool. And like, we, we've all done it. I mean, even us, we get, even in, in the industry, we get sucked into this stuff and we've been doing it for so long. I'm like, Oh, I mean, I'm like, why am I doing this? Let me go back to what works Let me stick to what works. So it's understanding the bigger picture of, of, of things and, and understanding that yes, those other things, they do have to adjust throughout it. But it's, you know, that information, it's, it's, not, it's never an extreme. If you have to go to an extreme for some reason, you know, that's not a good thing right all.
1: And the thing with extremes, is it's going to lead us into our next point. Mm-hmm. But the thing with extremes is that it almost sets you up for failure because you can't maintain that. Yeah. Right? So, like, anything that you do, it, it, especially if it's a short-term diet or if it's a quick fix something or whatever, it's not meant maintainable and it's not meant to be maintainable. But it's almost become like in media and social media and things like that, it's almost become like you, you flock to a lifestyle around that type of eating or that diet so that when you actually fail or you have a bad day on it or something like that, now everything you built your life around or all the groceries you just bought yeah. and all of that, like you start to just run this negativity in your head that you're not successful where you failed, right? Yeah. It, like almost creates a worse problem. And especially when you start cheating on your diet and everything, the biggest thing that you need to evaluate is why you're cheating on yeah. your diet. And this is a part that I really truly believe gets missed by a lot of people mm-hmm. is that there's a reason that you decided to go so overboard. Yeah. You know, there's a reason that you have been so consistent for so long and in three days blew everything that yeah. you did. And most of the time it's not, and actually it's not most of the time, 99% of the time it's because you, it's not because you're hungry there's something else there yeah. that has caused you to do that. And that foods the outlet, oh, yeah. right? And that's, that's the way that you're actually easing, whatever's going on in your life, whether it's stress, whether it's pain, whether, whatever it might be, like the food is just the vehicle to you feeling better. It's not yeah. because you're hungry. Oh, of course not. Yeah.
0: You know, and, and that's a really good point, And it's identifying that so that I'm saying, all right, cool, let me get back on track. Like this isn't gonna, it doesn't ever make the situation better. You know, when you, when whether you're feeling stressed or anything like that, you never feel better. Like, Oh, thank God. I just crushed this entire box of Oreos and, and right. had ice cream and then went down that rabbit hole. You always feel shittier at the end. Mm-hmm. You're always like, oh, why do I feel like this? Why did I do this? Which then creates that negative loop, which then it's like, well, I'm too tired. I didn't sleep. Well, I'm sluggish. So I'm not going to go work out. I don't want to go because you know, I don't feel good. And then you go down that. But so it's definitely, you have to look at the bigger picture uh, of why anything is, is, is going on. Um, you know, in order to actually truly stay on track. So yeah, it's never uh, unless it's yeah. I mean, it's in it, extreme people go to extreme things, but yeah, it's usually never about like I don't, actually. Hey, obese nutrition. I mean, the diet it's just not sustainable. Of course, mm. is going to cause you to go there. But could that? It, it, it's something that could make things worse, especially if you're not having enough carbs. You probably can't function properly with your right. brain, yeah, right? Right. You know, which is why you maybe are in this emotional state or something yeah. of that nature. Yeah. Um, which then leads you down to that, but which is why I kind of going to the point of finding out the real reason why you're cheating. So creating a manageable plan, mm-hmm. uh, but also in order to create a manageable plan, it has to be tailored to you. Right. Well, and I think too with that, I mean, that's what we did with Legion. I mean, yeah. That's
1: the, the meal plan with Legion is manageable in the sense that we're not eliminating anything. You, know, yeah. you still get to eat carbs. You still get to eat proteins. You yep. still get the veggies. Like you still have these options yep. to use and you also have like, multiple choices of things that you can eat or can't eat based on if you like them or not it's not because we say oh this food is bad don't eat this one Mm -hmm. it's more just so like which of these fits best in your diet what do you like best just eat those you know stay on that and then especially as you move deeper into legion we have the other meal plans that incorporate even more food so if anything like with what we've done We've just created more options for people yep. to have to make manageable diet changes. Yep. You know, for to almost eliminate the need of a fad diet or something like an emergency
0: fix. Emergency fix or the overwhelm, you know, of, of all the options that are out there or anything like that. It's really, it's teaching, all right, I can take it from this. I did this in, in three weeks or four weeks or six weeks. Now I can then do this again and, and making the adjustment, but it's not, it's not fake food. It's, you're not just. Drinking shakes or something like that for every single meal. It's real whole foods in the right of mouth that are then tailored to you so that as you adjust and your body adjusts and you learn more and you get better educated on it, that you can then start tailoring the the nutrition plan to be better for you in the long term. It's 100% what it is. You know, and it's really that simple. I mean, somebody actually said it in in one of our groups that our plans don't tell you what you can't eat. It doesn't say that. True. You know, we don't say, yeah, we say follow, you know, stick to our plan in order to have success. Like these are going to be the foods that are going to give you the best success, but it doesn't necessarily say you can't do anything, you know, because it doesn't say, hey, it says get back on track, Mm -hmm. you know, stick to this and and learn it, reduce the overwhelm so that you can have the success in the long term. So, which then goes into our our next point, you know, which is really, you you have to stick to a diet that works for you. You have to understand that you have to. And you have to really, yes, I have to look though at that. Is there are fundamental parts to nutrition? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like sticking to a diet, like, oh, well, this one I can eat cheese and ice cream every day, like, doesn't mean it's good for you. Right. Um, and, and you have to then understand why you're doing it. And you can't just abandon something because, like, you know, especially if it's what you need. So as long as it's not healthy and restricted, that's what I'm trying to say. I don't know if I'm it really making sense there. But you have to stick to a diet that works for you, that is going to allow you to have it in the long term. So understanding like some people can cheat every single day, you know, for them, that diet to work, that allows them to have a little bit of a tr- like, you know, treats or whatever. I greasy, Reese's Pieces little thingies in there. So, you know, you could either, some people can do that every single day and have a little bit and, and satisfies them. Some people can't do that and have to have like a cheat meal. You know, and in order to mentally get them back on track, either one works, but you have to figure out which one works because some people have a cheat meal that turns into a cheat day that then they just can't even come back from, mm-hmm. at all. So that's not going to work for them. Yeah, you know, so you have to definitely find something that's gonna gonna work for for you. Um, and then you also have to it has to be an adjustable, big time. Like it has to adjust to where you are, what your goals are, and it shouldn't be something that in order to adjust it, it changes everything. You know, it should it, it, it that because now I'm in my head I'm thinking like all right, I need to increase protein here, decrease protein, increase carbs, decrease carbs, how am I fast looking at all that stuff? Like that should be the adjustments, you know, because we're looking at total calorie intake and then we're looking at our macros, the proteins, carbs, and the veggies, not like, all right, let me eliminate this one group completely. Yeah. And then let me do this. And like that's, and then now in order to do this next thing, I'm going to go completely in the opposite direction. Like it can't be like that. That's just, that's not going to work for anybody. Right. Yeah.
1: And, and, I mean, I think one of the coolest things with what we've done recently, especially with like the lean and stronger program and allowing people to count calories and do the, the macro countings and everything like that. I think it's showing you the, uh, the actual available opportunities and options of foods you can eat with a set amount of calories. So like if you have, if your diet for the day is 2000 calories and you figure out the amount of food you can actually eat with yeah. 2000 calories, yeah. like, a lot of people can't even eat that, you yeah. know, and that's one of the things we found. when We did that was we would set people at these calorie ranges; they wouldn't even be able to get close
0: to it. But at but they first, were first. Yeah, they they were like, because you know, we get we could call, we read this uh, like a magazine or we read this one article that's you know garbage and fills this stuff up because it it gets clicks or gets people interested or whatever. Um, you know, one of the people, and people are like, oh my God, that's all the calories I have or whatever. Like we have people ranging in 1,400 to 3,500 calories for what they needed because it's based off of them, specifically where they are and what their goals are. You know? But some people are like, oh my God, that's it. But then they actually eat it with the real, like real good food and they're like, oh, so that's why I'm stuck because I'm not even getting anywhere close to it, you know? Or if they are previously getting close to it, it's because they were eating garbage. Mm-hmm. You know, so it does, it allows them to really understand truly where they are. Um, and I think going into that, one of the things about uh, Lean and Stronger program, which uh, for those that don't know, it's, it's our program that allows, you know, we break it down to your macros and everything like that. So have the freedom. We obviously, I, you know, I track my macros, you track your macros. Most people in fitness track their macros. It will give you one, one time, uh, hand on the spectrum, but it gives you the freedom to kind of fit anything into it. But I found at least for myself, it still means I eat the same stuff. Because you know, that comes down to consistency, and that goes down to staying committed. Like consi- having something consistent and easy, so I don't necessarily have to think about it, I like. Less decisions I have to make, the easier um, to be staying on track. But that's kind of what it allows us to do. But we don't realize sometimes how far off we are, mm-hmm. you know, unless we're actually tracking so that when you're actually looking at the numbers. You know, I had an old mentor of mine uh, say this to me, and I say it to now all the franchisees that we have that come on board. Men lie, women lie, numbers don't. You know, so, oh, I'm, I'm eating healthy, I'm doing this. It's like, well, listen, you think you are, but you're actually either completely eating off the rails or you're not even eating enough. I know you actually were guilty of that recently. That very recently. And you, you know, and so this, and I say that because it happens to, to both of us. Like I fall trap into not eating enough carbs all the time. Cause even though I'm in this, I go, well, I need to eat less carbs. I'm like my body, I, I have less energy. My body takes a turn for it. And which is one of the reasons why I track, so that I can get back on track and stay on it, but really kind of take the emotion component out of it for me. Um, But understanding that's like, that's what I need. Like that's why those numbers are in place. And that's really what it shows shows you exactly what you need to do to create that roadmap to get where you need to get. Mm -hmm. Uh, And you brought up a great point actually
1: with that, of talking about how, you know, just because it's out there, it's not, doesn't mean it's healthier. Just because people can eat it doesn't make it healthy. You know, finding a diet that works for you, best for you, is subjective to just you. Yeah. So you need to know what it is that you do well with and what it is that you don't, but also not fall victim to the like the hive mind or the group think that just because someone says something is healthy makes it healthy. Yeah. So I can't tell you how many times, it's probably every time now. That I'll go to a restaurant and people get salads because they think salads are healthy, and the salad <laughs> has three to four hundred more yeah. calories than the T-bone steak that you can get. Yeah. You know, on the other end, oh, of but the, the steaks it. are not healthy. You shouldn't oh, be eating right, the steak. Right no, there's so much fat in the steak. Yeah, but the amount of calories that you're eating just the salad alone, but just because somebody said it was healthier yeah. than the other option, you know, that's where you get into the discussion of nutrients, sure, and all of that type of thing. But even at the same time, at the end of the day, a calorie is a calorie. When you're really tracking and you're trying to do it, yeah. and granted, you know, not all calories are created equal, but all calories still count up. You know, yeah, they all they add up are. at the yeah. end of the day. So if you eat if you have to eat two thousand calories a day and you eat twenty five hundred calories in just chicken, even though it's protein, you're still gonna gain weight because yes. of all the extra calories. Yep. So be mindful with the diets that work for you of what actually makes sense, not just because somebody else said it. Yeah. You know, like, like stay, just stay present in the decisions that you're making.
0: Yeah. And I think that's, I'm going to take it in a little bit different direction right after that, but I think that's a huge point is understanding, you know, cause we get that a lot, like, well, in you know, some of our plans, maybe they're like, why can't we have, you know, olive oil in every meal or anything like that? I want, I like to cook my food in olive oil. Well, it's like, yeah, you're dousing it in freaking olive oil right now, which is why you're not losing any weight or you're constantly putting on body fat because you're eating a ton of extra calories, you're drinking a ton of extra calories you don't realize. You know, so a lot of people don't realize that sometimes what's healthy or marketed to them as healthy isn't the best thing for them. Which also kind of takes me to the next thing, which is especially when we're talking about tracking calories, and we use it, obviously I use it to get people interested. I'm like, hey, how can you eat pizza and burgers and still lose weight? And if you're tracking calories you can, and your macros that go into it, obviously you can do that and have long-term success or have success, but you're not going to get optimal success. Because one of the things that you said was not everything's created equal. I can hit, let's say my goal for the day is 3,000 calories. I can hit that eating burgers and pizza and probably hit my macros or get relatively close. But now I'm ignoring the micronutrients. So a lot of people get caught up in the macros, which is the protein, the carbs, and the fats, which is obviously important because it's, we're talking calorie and energy and everything of that nature in order to lose or gain. But then we have to look at what's actually in it. What are we getting? What are our vitamins and our minerals? And that's like especially hormonally yeah, yeah, is yeah. going to be the big thing, which is why even though we say, Hey, you can have burgers and pizza and still lose weight. I'm not saying eat that every day. Right. And I would never recommend that. And if you're doing that, I would still, I would tell you right now to stop doing that because it, then you don't even realize like that extra bite comes in an extra slice and, and you're really going the opposite direction, but you're still eating crap food, right. which means you're not getting the micronutrients that you need, you know, and especially in today's diet, like you, st- we, we definitely need supplements to make sure we're getting all those, um, but that's, I think that really the, the biggest pieces, understanding calories, but also understanding there are like, there are good foods and in my opinion, there are good foods and bad foods. I know that that's kind of like taboo to say, like, Oh, there's no bad foods, blah, 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 Let's look your freaking macros. It's not the case because there are some shit foods. Yeah. And if you get down that where you're like, yeah, cool. Like I'm eating pizza. Like I'm not going to say that's a good food. Yeah. You know, right. is it delicious? Yeah, absolutely. Right. You know, but I know for me at least anytime that I load, I, I love freaking Jesus, but anytime I load up on, on, on anything like cheeses or dairy related, like I do feel like crap, you know, because it, it increases inflammation in the body. But if I'm eating those foods, I'm not getting a lot of the micronutrients are going to be huge for, for, especially like for men and women, improving your testosterone, or, you know, making sure you're balancing out your growth or your hormones and everything like that. So we can actually have those real positive effects that we want. So understanding that is also, I just kind of wanted to go back on that. Cause you went into that marketing thing yeah. about like, just cause you think it's healthy, you know, you're still probably getting a lot of those hidden calories you don't even realize. And at the same time, just because it fits your macros doesn't mean that you should be having it. Right. At least consistently and all the time. Yeah. And And not me, right, I like pizza and I like burgers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. But, like, it's it, there's a, there is a, a total balance in there for sure. Absolutely. So.
1: Yeah, And especially with that uh, finding something that works for you, even if you can fit that stuff into your diet or whatever, where or you, or you follow, you know, let's say you do like dieting because there are people that like diets, like they yeah. like to stick to a diet. They like to be holding themselves accountable yeah. to something or they need structure. I and mean, then that's a big thing for people is they just need structure of some sort, you know, just oh, yeah. tell me what to do and I'll do it along those lines. But I've, I've seen this a bunch of times with people is that they'll do diets that make them feel miserable that don't give them any energy. That actually cause bloat. Yeah, you do all these things, but they still do it because they're holding out for yeah. that result at the end. So one of the biggest things, which I
0: did, it, I gotta appreciate that or stick it out to it. Yeah, no, absolutely.
1: Yeah. I mean, the dedication is wild that that you can actually stick it through all of that. And there's a whole level of discipline that you're gaining from yeah. that too of figuring that out. But if you find that a diet really impacts you negatively, like. Listen to your own body. Yeah. And that's kind of one of the biggest things, too, is just because something is good for you. Like me, for example, I blow up when I eat oatmeal. I don't know why. It can be a one serving of oatmeal, which is like 100 calories. It's not like it's a bad food or anything, but I feel miserable after I eat oatmeal. I feel really heavy, and I just like want to sit down. So I don't eat oatmeal just because of the way it makes me feel. Yeah. It's a healthy food. People recommend eating oatmeal all the time for everything that's in it. But it just doesn't work for me. Yeah. So like I think people need to just listen to their own body a yeah. lot too. In that,
0: you know, just because something's good or something's labels is good, it might not be good for you. Yeah. You totally have to like listen to the what allergies almost are in your body. Yeah. I'm laughing though because last night for the first time in a while I had oatmeal. I always eat I never so actually right now I'm not I'm doing a lot more of a nutrient timing and not talking about like how does your body feel? Like I feel better keeping my carbs to the end of the day. Or post workout stuff like that. Prior to that, I like to have my protein and my fats together to make that I feel so much more energetic, clear headed, and everything like that. Doesn't mean I'm getting rid of carbs. Right, I'm right. just timing it differently. And That might be a little bit advanced for a lot of people, especially if you're getting started. Like, don't worry about that. That might just go to get too complicated and be hard. But I had oatmeal last night uh, mixed in with some some peanut butter and, uh, and and some of the the chocolate peanut butter protein powder, and it was delicious. However. <laughs> Just like you, like, I felt sluggish. So, like, mm. every time I eat oatmeal, it's the same thing. I just, like, ugh, like, right. I'm sitting there and, um, I, like, luckily it was at night so that I could, you know, sleep better and everything like that. Mm. Actually, I still make chili. What am I talking about? <laughs> so I should eliminate should oatmeal out too. Oatmeal. Yeah. yeah, what the <laughs> hell? I need to stop eating oatmeal. So, yeah, I'm with you, Chaz. <laughs> right. uh, but it's listening to your body and, like, going through, like, yeah. Like, I used to love milk. Milk, Or when I first started getting into this, was a staple for me was a staple for me to get like protein because I couldn't eat. I, like I was on the opposite end of spectrum for a lot of people. Like I had no appetite. So I would try and, you know, get my, cause I needed to hit my protein and try and get a ton of calories. So I drink a ton of milk. I can't I, like anytime I eat or drink milk now, I feel like crap. Like I can't even, I can't even go near it. And it's not, I, and I think when your body, that's another thing that's kind of off here. like seeing that, like you don't realize how good you can feel. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people don't really like so staying committed. Well, then you know, and, and going through that, and getting back on track. Oftentimes, the reason we, we can't get back on track, or we can't, you know, you know, having a bad week or whatever, is we don't know how good it feels to feel good. You know, we've never had our body kind of like, oh, this is this is because most of the recommendations suck. Right. You know what we're brought up thinking is is, is improper, so. I think that's a big reason of how do I stick to a diet that works for you or getting back on track you know, with a diet after repeatedly cheating and staying committed is realizing that at one point in time, you're going to feel good. And you're going to know it. And that when that clicks, that is a really strong thing to bring you back to really strong thing. Yeah.
1: So a uh, thousand percent. And to, I mean, to wrap that point up this one, I know we talk about all the time and it, at least we recommend it in the gyms as well and stuff. And, just because somebody's doing something that works for them doesn't mean it's going to work for you. I think that's a really big point. So, like, a lot of you just heard Bob's eating strategy. If you've seen Bob, Bob looks great. Dude's jacked. He's got to figure it
0: figured out. Oh, I think you. No, you're welcome.
1: <laughs> but if any of you just all of a sudden jump into it, I would wager that half of you would probably see some success and the other half, it would not work for your lifestyle. So, like, just because somebody sees great results with a diet that works for them or something that they're doing, an eating strategy for them, a lot of people think because it's working for them that it's going to work, Mm -hmm. you know, across the board. And most times, that's not the case. You know, that's just not the way it is because you got to think of your lifestyle, too. Correct. Which is why some people do great with intermittent fasting. And some people suffer with intermittent fasting because of their lifestyle and the the external factors, not just the nutrition, but the things that are factoring into it.
0: Yeah. And with that, I kind of would point out is looking at what people have done that works, like, definitely don't copy them because I've been working out for 16 years. You know, I've I've tried a bunch of stuff. I've done a lot of stuff. And where I'm at now fits to the style of training I'm doing with my other goals that are going on as well. However, success does leave clues. You know, so you have to do – you have to look at, like – you know, for us, we've had over ten thousand transformations at Legion. So success leaves clues, and for the vast majority of people, they're doing something very similar when they get started nutritionally. It's protein. It, you know, we focus on high protein diets here, right? like especially because we're working out um, and doing that, and we want to have the most people that. And especially, you know, they, we do have we have carbs, but they're in moderation. Uh, and then some people, you know, have their fats or whatever, but again, it's in moderation and having a ton of veggies. So look at the success. And if you look at anybody of any point in time in their journey, there are some, you know, successful like clues. So you got to look at what do they do in the beginning? You know, what do they do to get there? And then what is something that's being constant? You know, my nutrition that I'm doing right now is not going to work for most people, but it's where I am right now for me. And then also where, how my body is and everything like that. And to get my body to the next level, but you also don't need to get complicated. You don't need to get complicated. Um, I always loved the movie Roadhouse. <laughs> I was not no, expecting. I love. And, you could have given me a thousand yeah. guesses, and that wouldn't have been wonderful. Yeah. I <laughs> love that movie, and it, I love it because. And I always go back to one of the things is is we want to get so complicated, and, and you know, a lot of times one of the great things of working with a coach or something like that is like we'll tell you when to get complicated, but don't get complicated in the beginning. But uh, the reason I like that I brought it up is because there's a scene in it where there he's Patrick Swayze is like telling him like don't just get violent and throw people out. And, or anything like that, essentially like be calm be, Like, be, and they're like, you know, when am I going to, you know, when now I'm going to butcher it, but it's like, you know, well, when do I know? It's like, you'll know. Right. You know, or I'll tell you I freaking butchered it. Yeah. I still love the movie. It so. throws the roundhouse. Yeah. The so sky. it's like, yeah. then it's like, you know, when do I know it's the same thing. It's like, when do I know I need to get to that point where maybe I need to worry about nutrient timing? Like, don't worry about nutrient timing, so to speak, is around your workouts and hormonally how it's going to affect all that stuff. If you're still not even getting your macros down. Right. Like that's step one. Are you eating crummy foods? Well, let's stop eating crummy foods and let's start, you know, getting better with getting more protein because most people need more protein. Uh, Everybody everybody needs more protein. Uh, We have to watch out for our carbs and our fats and make sure they're eating the right carbs and fats as well in the right amounts. We get that down and we stay consistent for that a while. And then we're worried about our calorie intake and all that stuff and how it's broken down. And then as we go and we progress, we can start getting a little bit more complicated. But early on, we don't need to. Like don't why, – why get complicated if you don't have to at all? And especially because like my goals right now, most people don't want to get like to the level of, of where I want to go. Um, so why do what I'm doing? You know, why, why go to the – let's just say – I wouldn't say extreme so to speak because it's not extreme. Like I don't – I'm like, you know, nutritionally, I don't feel uh, – like I'm being restricted at all or anything like that. Like I do feel really good the way that I'm doing it. Uh, and I'm leaning out every single week and I'm doing it, but it's also because I'm being consistent and I'm sticking with it. And, and, and I'm mentally feeling really good, but also, you know, going back to, you know, staying committed early on, it's like, you know, one of the things that I've done with it, I've challenged myself to wake up earlier every day and every day I wake up earlier and earlier and earlier, even if I go to sleep late or whatever, screw it, like I'm starting over and I'm starting on the right foot. because how we start our day dictates our day. Um, and, and, but the reason I've been able to stay committed to that is because I didn't want to let myself down, but now I'm going back and, and going all over the place. But yeah, it's like if in the beginning, like, well, how do I know when I need to complicate complicated? Like, we'll tell you, yeah. you know, we'll let you know, but early on, like, this is what you need to focus on. And that's all you really need to focus on. Don't overcomplicate things, yeah. which is, I think what most people do. And it's, it's kind of sometimes sexy mm-hmm. in fitness. You're like, Whoa, look at this. And this is oh, you're intermittent fasting and all that stuff. It's like, well, listen, why don't you just figure out this first? Yeah. And only we start there and then we can worry about the rest.
1: Yeah. And adding to that specifically is if you are doing something consistently and you do know what you're doing and everything, your clue will be when it stops working. Yeah. So like if something keeps working and the reason I bring this up is because this was one of the biggest things we had. We talked about lean stronger earlier yeah. where we gave people macros. It was, all right, is it time to change my macros yet? Like, no, you just lost eight pounds. Like it's <laughs> you, working. Yeah. Just keep doing it. When it stops working, yeah. that's when you'll change it. But because if you change something that's working. It might
0: stop working, you know? You no, know, with that too. And, and I think about this. Sometimes with some of the franchisees or we've seen it in the gym all the time, it's something's working, so we stop doing it as well. Yeah. You know, we see that when somebody comes into a challenge or even Lean and Stronger. Um, like if they start with, let's say they go on a six-week challenge. It works. They get success and then they stop. They go back to where they were. Or let's say even in the Lean and Stronger program, you get success and you're great and then you stop following it. Or you start, stop tracking your calories so you don't make the adjustment. Or they want to make it happen so fast. You know, for us, for for our, it, it's it's minoring in the boring stuff. Minoring in the basics yeah. and really hammering in that is what, you know, I tell a lot of the franchisees. So I'm like, hey, you want to, you know, get your appointments so you can get people in so you can help them. Well, this is all the boring stuff you need to do. And then, you know, we've seen it even in our teams. Like we do it. We do it consistently. And this could be doing the workouts and doing the nutrition or whatever. Or making the calls that need to be made. But then when we, and we get the success from it and then we stop doing it. And then, and then instead of going back to what was working, we go, oh, I got to try something completely different. Or I get distracted. And it's because we get, like, flustered or whatever. So I think that's a really good point that you said. It's like when you see that it's, like, working, like, don't make changes. super, Especially if it's working, don't make changes. And don't make changes, like, if you have one week where, you know, if you're going after weight loss, like, don't make a change in one week because, oh, it's stalled out. There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. And a plateau is not necessarily a bad thing, you know, at all. You know, it doesn't, it it might just mean that's the body making a change. As you go into the the fitness longer and longer, you notice that it's like, it's, it's, it's boom, like nothing, nothing, nothing. Ooh, here we go. Oh, nothing, nothing, nothing. Oh, here we go. Here's another result. Like, oh, went up or went down or whatever. It happens like in a big block, but then it's like a lot of nothingness for a while almost, it seems like. Yeah. So I agree totally. But, um, so what uh, I think at that point, I think we should really just wrap it up.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Uh, Because we've been kind of going on. And to wrap up, first I want to thank every single one of you for listening to this and sticking out with, uh, uh, with it. It was a lot of fun for a me. Great time, yeah. yeah. This was all, and it's only going to get better. Um, but from that too, I want to wrap up with other three points. One, you know, we talked about staying committed, you know, to stay committed. First off, you got to understand why you're doing it. You got to understand the long game as tough as that is. And, and your long game start with something longer than in four weeks. You know, think about, uh, you know, especially after that, once you get started, think about like what's... Give yourself a year and then break down that year in order to accomplish that. You know, or then look at like what could be in five years or something like that. And then, and then you can start... You know, you can always change stuff. But to do that, you have to kind of like... To stay committed, you have to do that and then track it. See how you're doing. Um And then understand that if you fall off, cool. Just get right back on. You know, there's, there's the next meal. There's the next workout. That's okay. Just get back on track. Nobody's perfect. So don't beat yourself up over it. You know, and then also... Identify why you got off track, and then try and correct that. You know, try and look at deep down, like why is this actually happening? Uh, and then stick to a diet that works for you. Is understand the success leaves clues, but don't copy somebody just because they did it or whatever. But understand, like understand why it worked, um, and then it had, uh, you know how to lay out. Do they have the experience and you know, all this stuff, or is that person freaking nature? And like, a lot of people don't really understand. Um, but there's success leaves clues, and there's the basics are there. It's, it's laid out there. It's you know, there's simple stuff. Don't go to the don't go to the extreme or like that. Uh you got anything to add on that? Yeah, that's I mean
1: that's really that's it. What it, it, it. So Make it. small changes and everything that you hear in this, like apply it's it's the Bruce Lee quote. Uh, the the bleh, bleh, yeah, Bruce? Bruce Lee, Lee? quote yeah. that one. Yeah. Uh the where he said apply what is useful, discard what is not. Yeah. So if there's anything that you heard in this you're like, oh that doesn't apply to me. Hey it probably does. But yeah. if it really truly doesn't just use the stuff that does work and it's the same in both fitness nutrition all that type of stuff use the stuff that works for you and stay with the stuff that works for you absolutely you know and continue that on yeah no cool doubt.
0: i agree um so on that uh i do want to just say thank you again for everybody um we love it if you would follow us on this yes, please uh and then subscribe to it and share it as well uh we want to be able to help as many people as possible you know one of the the goals of legion is to transform the lives of everyone in our community through health and fitness. So the more people that we can reach, the more people that we can help. And that's the whole reason that we're doing this is to be able to help as many people as possible. You know, it's been asked for, they wanted it. We wanted to take deeper dives. Um, But we want to, you know, everything in here, there's something that you can take out of it. And if you apply it, you're going to have success. So please subscribe and share uh, so we can help more and more people. And then also let us know how you thought. what did you think of it? Uh, Give us your feedback, but thank you so much. I really do appreciate it. Thank you, guys. If we had sweet outro music, we'd play it right now. (laughs) Talk to you later. (laughs)